0: Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we wanted to talk about something that's pretty challenging. Uh, I get a lot of questions about this, and actually, I suggest that this is the problem to a lot of people that come with neck pain, headaches, numbness, tingling, all kinds of problems in the neck and middle back. And you've probably heard the term, and I've heard it put two ways, tech neck or text neck, because people text. But it's basically a pretty big challenge because people are losing proper posture uh, disturbing the upper neck causing a lot of uh, issues that lead to a lot of suffering and uh, over long term uh, arthritic changes and all kinds of problems so if you look right now I did a little research on you know how much time are we spending uh, looking at our screens our phones uh, video games or just playing looking down some people even sleep with their neck looking down we look down way more than we look up that's a simple way it, it goes I think if you live back in the forest um, you'd be looking up at the trees, checking things out, ducking under things, and it wouldn't be as interesting what's on the ground um, as it currently is. You'd spend some time looking up, and now we don't. So because of that, um, our necks are getting bent really bad. And think of a child in you know, the formative years. Like you know, One of my old favorite sayings is, I'll give me a child from zero to age seven, and I'll return a king, or I'll give you back a king. Um, because those are very formative years, mentally, emotionally, physically as well. And if we're looking at the physical body in this one, um, you're going to see that the children right now, um, seven hours a day, um, they're tending to their screens or looking down that has gone up five times or five, five times more with lockdowns. So when kids were in lockdowns during pandemic, um, that it was even way worse as you'd imagine, right? So the, the the forward posturing of the neck, this crooking outward posturing of the neck, um, is the screen time. It's also due to fatigue. You think about how people, when they get tired, if they're not sleeping right, if they're not eating or exercising right, they their, their head falls down. Um, you know, a general lack of activity. So really, it's it's the texting, or tech neck, looking down, the lack of general activity, as well as uh, being fatigued. The The age at which this is happening is is way worse i see it in my practice i see relatively young people coming in and their spines are already pretty distorted i don't see it as much in my athletes of course right because they're doing things that are um, not they're probably spending less time on screens because they have to have time for their sports and their training and everything else and when you're doing those things you're correcting your posture most of the time you're you're strengthening the body so let's look at some of the um problems here in, in some some of the results like if your neck is forward for too long there's an increase in headaches neck pain and spasms in the muscles around the neck you know, remember there's muscles all the way up from the base of your skull sometimes pain back here is actually muscular uh, it's well into uh, the back of your hairline um, shoulder blade pain numbness in the hands thyroid issues right interesting the nerve right in here that comes out of this part of your neck is one of the, one of the nerves that goes to your thyroid so pressure on that can actually diminish thyroid function one of the one of the basic premises of chiropractic is that bones come out of position, the distortion causes inflammation, that inflammation builds up and touches a nerve and then blocks proper communication between organ and brain. So then you have a you know, problem with uh, proper communication and health. Uh, concentration issues. Bone reformation. Now this is interesting. If you look at, get an x-ray taken, and you look at it and you see that there's bone spurs. and you see these bones that have grown, you think, okay, I'm older and I have grown more bone. You think that you know, people have osteoporosis or osteopenia, they don't have enough bone. Bone spurs come from unusual forces at bad angles to create almost like a callus on your skin, right? Forces on your shoe, putting pressure on your skin over time, cause that skin to have a reaction of puffing up, getting thicker. If that happens in your vertebra, you get a bone spur, and there's not a lot of room in there for those. You get in the way of motion, they also can go back into the side and start touching nerve roots. So when you're looking down too much, you're putting an odd force on that bone, and the bone tries to compensate for that by getting thicker. And that'd be great if it stayed local within its area, but it doesn't. It tends to grow outward, it kind of looks like a dripping candle almost. And that spur can get in the way of nerves, affect mechanics, and have you know big, big problems. Other thing about bone reformation, I thought was was interesting, and I mentioned this in another podcast. I saw an article, you know, it's a clickbait type of thing, and it said, kids are growing horns out of the back of their head. And I thought, okay, you know, it's due to technology. And I thought, okay, that's, I'm going to have to click on that because, you know, how, how are they making that up? What kind of ridiculous is that. But it turns out, it's, you know, it's an exaggeration. But what's happening is the EOP, it's a, it's a external occipital protuberance on the very back of your skull. If you feel straight up your spine, you'll feel a little bump dead center back here. That's a piece of bone, it's a bony prominence of your skull that attaches a strong set of ligaments, and that is to make sure that if your head fell this way, you have extra protection against, you know, de- damaging parts of your throat and your spinal cord. That is, that ligament, as it goes into the bone, has what's called an enthesis, which is a very strong connection. If that is traction excessively, or there's excessive or prolonged forces, it starts to harden and calcify. So that becomes bone-like. And if you look at an x-ray from the side, you can see that bony prominence sticking out. It looks like a horn sticking out of the back of some tech. It really isn't a horn. I would pick, you know, horns up here more interesting, of course. But in the back of the neck, that, but it is a bony reformation due to um, technology. So our bodies are actually changing due to tech, due technology, which I think is fascinating. Um, and it's happening in kids because their bones are a little more alive. The growth plates are open. They're still growing. So you're going to have any kind of stimulus, the body can adapt uh, much easier to it. Um, Okay. So, and, and, you know, last but not least, some of the results of this disc herniations, we talked about bone reforming. How about if I'm looking down, the pressure of looking down over time takes that disc those soft little uh, spacers in the vertebra, and it actually damages them. So look, here's a cervical spine that I have, and this has been, that's basically how it sits from the side, Um, right up here is I'm holding the base of your skull as if I was cupping the back of your head. These are spinous processes here. And if you look in the front, you can see these sort of gelatinous things. These are discs that separate the bones. Now, a neck should have a nice curve in it, a 30 degree curve. And that's what you're kind of seeing in the back where my hand is here. And if you come down, this is part of the thoracic curve for the mid back. So if I was to pat you on the back, I'd pat you on the back there. Right about here, your shoulders come off. And this is all neck and then that skull. So if that vertebra is sitting like that that's great but when we start looking down too much chronically we start putting pressure on the fronts of these discs and they end up causing these bones to spur and the gel in the disc can start to squirt backwards because you're pressing the front and squirt backwards and have a disc herniation or disc bulge and that causes all kinds of problems in the neurology of the neck what's interesting is the more you look down the more pressure is put on the discs and if you look i'm going to show you this drawing in a second i'll read it for anybody that's uh doesn't have the video when you look straight ahead your your neck is getting about 10 to 12 pounds of pressure because that's basically the weight of your head so in this posture 10 10 12 pounds pressure At, at 15 degrees it goes up to 27 at 30 degrees it goes to 40 pounds at 45 it's 49 pounds and at 60 degrees which is kind of just all the way down you're at 60 pounds so at that point you're doing damage to that disc because that's a lot of pressure. If you can see that, I got it right about there. If not, you should have a copy and put it online. But that's basically the distortion pattern from looking. He's looking at his phone slowly, and then he's actually doing a little more harm uh, as we go. So know that it isn't just looking down that's distorting those discs and changing the spinal cord, but it's a pressure that's increasing every degree of forward motion of your neck. So if you're fatigued and you're, you're spending too much time on screen time, um, the, the pressure is immense. And your spinal cord is actually shaped at 30 degrees in the neck. So if you're bending forward, you're actually stretching your spinal cord. Now, it's meant to do that to some degree. But over time, that can cause problems with cerebral spinal fluid flow, which is that fluid that goes around your brain's spinal cord. That can lead to all kinds of problems, headaches, blurred vision, and that kind of thing. So, all right, so what can we do? Well, let's first, let, let's say we're at work. You know, what are some of the things we can do in the workplace to fix this tech neck, um, erase it, or or deal with it in a much better way. One of the first things, if you can, obviously, and you know, the boss might yell at you or whatever, but get up every 30 minutes. Just simply stand up and go for a walk if you can. Um, In whatever time you can. 30 minutes is this optimal time frame. If you got to do two hours, whatever. But do your best to get up whenever you can and walk. Maybe maybe go to the bathroom. One One of the postures, number two, is a posture in yoga called sun salutation. It's basically you're you're looking, you're standing, you're, you're bent over, and then you're doing the opposite, bringing your arms back like this and way out and chin up, right? It's the opposite of the posture of looking down that you're spending uh, time on the screen or on the computer. But postural disengagement is, is, is a phrase we use to say, okay, whatever posture you're in, do the opposite. The sun salutation is an example of that. But if you don't, hit, barring getting up, simply looking up, i mean i know it's, it's probably an obvious one but sometimes you forget the obvious Like simply taking the neck all the way back you can basically change the angle of it and the other thing is the chin top i have people put the fingers and a lot of people might know this one put the fingers in their chin and just squeeze their neck straight back and then forward it's kind of silly looking you bring your neck back and forward and it stretches some of the back uh, ligaments muscles tendons to try to get some fluid moving in that tense area that's been stuck in the forward position forever um, the standing workstation, of course, right? The standing workstation is a little more likely to change all the curves in your back because the low back, the middle back curve, and the neck, um, they have a relationship to each other. They're the three kind of springs that um, occur when you heel strike as you walk. You want to make sure that all those curves are doing well. And there's no chairs in nature. People ask me, what's a good chair? Uh, there's no such thing, really. There's just really bad chairs and relatively good ones. But sitting is a man made idea. In nature, we would squat walk, run, you know, vent, sleep, lay down, um, lean up against trees, put one leg up. There really isn't a chair in nature. You know, some people find a good comfortable chair in the forest. Good luck, right? There really isn't anything out there that's, you're gonna be able to sit on for a long time without being very uncomfortable. So um, the standing workstation is great. And if you do get a standing workstation real quickly, you want to still sit for 20 minutes, stand for eight, walk for two. Optimum. If you could be 28, two. You're still stand. you're still sitting more than you're standing. Uh, Because, you know, there's detriments of standing still. We're supposed to be mobile, right? We're supposed to be moving. It's part of our our system of oxygenating the body. Uh, Another one you can see you still do at work, and you can do this at home as well, is basically deep breaths. You know, uh, you could easily be concentrating on your work. I have people sit there, watch to chirp on the hour, and then do a series of breaths. And I like a nasal breath with an abdominal expansion. So you hold your chest and your abdomen, one hand on each breathe through your nose and you feel your chest still and your stomach pushing in and pushing out. That breath is one of the most relaxing breaths, but the breath is gonna utilize musculature in here. And when you stimulate or utilize those muscles, those are some of the muscles that are getting tighter and tighter from looking forward. And by making them stronger, it'll, it'll correct your posture to some degree. So we wanna make sure you're doing um, some good deep breaths at work as well as at home, but more at home. Let's look at some home stuff. So that's kind of all the stuff you can do at work. There's also, you know, if you want to take it to the next level at work, if you can figure this out, resistance cords with handles, you can wrap them around the bottom of a chair, push them when when when, you know, when you're not using them, in the armrest to take them off, and basically just stretch them over your head a few times and look it up as you're doing this. Simply doing that with resistance cords is very good for a lot of different possible things as well. But um, let's look at how the, how the spines put together real quickly. If you just look at my neck, we have a muscle on the side called sternocleidomastoid, SCM for short, because it's another the one. We have scalenes on the side. We have trapezius, or trap, which everyone kind of knows about. If you're working out, you building the traps. Um, those muscles, and then the pecs, are all very related to where your neck ends up. The middle back is sort of the foundation um, for the neck, right? It sits on top of the ribbed area. Your first rib is actually right here. Caldebonus here, I'm not confusing. Your first rib is right behind, it. it's a very small rib. I'm going to scale do people, don't realize I have ribs up that high. Um, I'm actually pushing on it, and it comes right into the base of my, ne- base of my neck, but it's still not what we refer to as a thoracic vertebrae. So there, of these muscles I just mentioned, some we want to strengthen, some we want to stretch, and then we want to mobilize the middle back. So we're going to mobilize, stretch, and strengthen. So let's get into that real quickly. So we want to make sure that we're stretching the sternocleidomastoid and the scalenes. Um, these muscles are very important in positioning of the neck. If the scalenes are tight and this is tight, it's a compressive force. And when you compress and you're forward, you're going even more forward and it becomes really a problem. The best scalene stretch is to put one hand behind your back or sit on your hand. I have my palm up on this side. I'm taking my hand over my head, and I'm going straight to the side. The reason I sit on my hand is I want this shoulder to be pulled down. If I do this, it doesn't get anything done. I'm doing this straight to the side. And then you obviously you're going to do the opposite side same idea so you would be stretching your sternocleidomastoid a little bit as well as your scalene and then rotation because rotation is going to get those scalings you're going to use them and stretch them so it's basically deep breaths nasal abdominal each side and these stretches are to be held anywhere from 10 to 30 seconds depending what kind of feels good and what you need to do and what you can get away with if you got to pay attention to your screen you might do the rotation a little shorter but so those you're going to stretch as well as the pecs okay now the pec stretch is going to be something where you're leaning in a doorway, putting your arms up and back, leaning forward, the chest muscle. You want that to be long because you don't want those shoulders in front adding to the pulling down in the neck and shoulder area, pulling that head forward again. So stretching the pecs, the sternocleidomastoid and the scalies. So those are free. Now we want to build some strength in a few muscles. Mostly we want to build strength in. there's the upper middle back, right? The upper middle back. My favorite for that in your home, let's say, you lay on your belly on the bed, And the bed comes right to your chest. Your head is hanging over the bed. You're looking at the floor. And what you do is turn your head just a little bit to the side, maybe 30 degrees to the left. And then you just bring your neck up, not all the way. You don't want to hurt yourself or force anything. You hold it for 15 seconds. You go back to center, let it stretch all the way down the floor. Come back up, turn a little bit to the other side. Extend it back up so you're looking up. You probably can see some of the wall, right, because you're looking up a little bit. Don't strain it, but you're using muscle, right? We're not trying to stretch there. We're trying to strengthen. So we're going to hold that muscle up a little bit and try to get some some contraction or some endurance strength in those muscles because those are the ones are going to hold our neck up, which is what we want. We're going to be the opposite of all this looking down stuff. And what can, that can do is help rearrange some of the vertebrae in the neck because you're actually showing those vertebrae where they actually belong. And vertebrae want to go where they belong. They want to go back to their original place. And we're just encouraging that kind of thing. Um, I'll, you know, so we want to make sure that we're mobilizing now our middle back and mo- to mobilize means to get something to move a little further than normal. And those are vertebrae I'm talking about. Now, the best way to do this is to go to a chiropractor. Get your upper middle back adjusted. Now, that's right between the neck and the shoulder, the middle of the shoulder blades, not down low, uh, behind, beyond, you know, beyond the shoulder blades. It's right about where the shoulder blades start. So it's an adjustment right about, I'm going to show you on this. On the spine, if this is the shoulder, those vertebrae I'm talking about are right here. These vertebrae are the important ones um, for that. because And and so like I'm saying, here here is the shoulder coming off. This is all neck. These are the ones at the top to here. We want these to move because this, all this forward stuff really starts to stress these out, these thoracic, upper thoracic. And the, if you go into your chiropractor, you can say, can you adjust me in T345, you know, thoracic 345? That's about the area that causes a lot of problems. You may see this on some people. Women are a little more flexible than men, so they end up getting distorted more than men oftentimes in their spine. I think how often scoliosis is more found in females than males. And as women get older, you sometimes see from all the looking down, the cooking, the work, and, and, and the computer work that, that they do, you can have your whole neck and head go forward, and you have this bump on your back. They'll call it a dowager's hump, or, you know, it's just not, it's not a real attractive thing. I'd have Many patients come in and say, you know, what is going on? Can you do something about this? And it's that little bump you can see. A lot of times, you know, it really tends to be in, in, it can happen in any age, but it tends to happen in women in their 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, Just over time, you really want to try to avoid that. And doing those kind of exercises. So the one over the bed where you're laying on your belly, bringing your head back, strengthens it, right? And making sure that all this weight of the arms and chest is backward, so we don't end up having any, you know, problems in, uh, in that area. So that's it, folks. That's what I wanted to talk about today, tech neck or text neck. Either way, we want to make sure that we are aware of the detriments of this. We may be getting headaches and neck pressure and pain, and this is what's causing it. You could be going to physical therapy, chiropractic, massage, and you keep wondering, you know, why isn't this stuff going away? Why is it Why is it still nagging me? What's something you're doing? And it's subtle. I mean, everyone remembers falling down the stairs or getting in a car accident. But these postural strains over time, you know, realize how damaging they actually are. So spend some time with your chair at work, making sure it's ergonomically sound, that you're sitting upright and stretch these muscles, stretch these front ones out, strengthen those back ones, and in your workplace, do the breath and keep the body moving. You wanna make sure that we're you know, doing uh, things, even aerobic exercise, it oxygenates the tissue at a deep level, right? There's, there's really not much comes from, not much comes, there's not much good that comes from a sedentary life. So get moving, get out there, do, do your activities, that builds strength. I can tell you, I see that, like I said, in my athletic people versus my non athletes. The difference in their posture is pretty dramatic. And uh, so get out there and do that. And if you like these videos, please you know, give them a thumbs up, comment. Any videos you want to see done, subject you want me to cover, we'd be happy to go research it, figure it out, and, and make a concise video for you. And uh, you know, go to ChristopherUniversity.com. They have recipes on there, blogs, all kinds of exciting things. I think it's a really great way to, to focus and baby step your way into being super healthy.